Let's take a look now at this massive rise in consumer complaints about financial firms, fuelled as we're hearing by pressures from rising interest rates, high inflation as well. The Australian Financial Complaints Authority has received a record 97,000 disputes over the past year alone, many of them relating to banks, insurance companies, buy now, pay later products as well, and the way banks handle scams. I'm joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, who has been taking a look at this. Peter, that surge in complaints, that number, it's pretty startling, but how many consumers have actually been compensated? Well, that's right, Tom. These uh, numbers really are quite massive. And AFCA, which replaced state and territory financial ombudsman's offices in the lead-up to the Financial Services Royal Commission five years ago or so, has recovered $254 million for individual consumers over the year. But in terms of calling the overall financial system to account beyond these single complaints, AFCA has forced firms into remediation totalling $75.5 million. So it makes you wonder whether the lessons about bad behaviour that we learned during that Royal Commission really have become a reality. Now, those 97,000 complaints represent a 34% surge on the previous year. As you mentioned, banks, insurers, buy now, pay later firms, which a lot of uh, consumers are using just to get by at the moment. These are the biggest gripes. Also, how banks deal with scams we receive every day. And, of course, pressures on households from the surging cost of living, high mortgage repayments, payments are unrelenting. But David Locke, who's AFCA's chief ombudsman and chief executive, told me that some big financial firms really have been taking a hard line despite the pressures on households, even repossessions, and showing little flexibility in enforcing terms and conditions. Well, what we're seeing is real pressure on household budgets and on individuals. So just in the last quarter, we've seen a 31% increase in complaints around financial difficulty. And that's unsurprising, really, when we've had 12 interest rate rises since May 2022. But is it the case that consumers aren't getting a fair hearing or understanding from some of the big financial players? Well, what we have seen is 53,000 complaints just involving the banks and finance companies. If that many people are having to escalate matters through to us as the Ombudsman Service, then there's much more that the banks and finance providers need to do to identify and support customers who are experiencing financial difficulty. Are you seeing evidence of a lack of compassion or understanding from banks given the unusual circumstances that many households are in at the moment? Well, we are seeing banks and finance companies move to repossess properties and to take enforcement action than perhaps we've seen over the last few years. We're also seeing people look for other forms of credit as well. So buy now, pay later complaints have risen by 57%. All of these are indicators of pressure and a toughening of some of the compliance enforcement action. AFCA was set up in the lead up to the Financial Services Royal Commission back in 2016-2017 and that Royal Commission outed banks and insurance companies for bad behaviour. So are we seeing a rerun of that at the moment? 
Now, we know that there's been major problems with natural disasters and the war in the Ukraine. But I think what it does show is that much more needs to be done to resolve issues with consumers rather than them having to fight all the way through and come through to AFCA. Apart from clawing back compensation for customers, can you find these companies or refer them for prosecution? We refer those matters through to the regulator, through to the conduct regulator ASIC, but also through to the ATO and APRA where appropriate. Also, where we've identified a systemic issue, we will work with a financial firm to ensure that they refund consumers the losses that they've suffered as a result of that. So as we mentioned, you've recovered $254 million for consumers, but on wider complaints with a a bigger impact, you've recovered more than $75 million. So is that the tip of the iceberg or evidence that there are real systemic problems here? Well, there are systemic issues in the financial services industry and and many of these will be systems failures that are identified by the banks and financial firms themselves and remediation programs are put in place. So what we are dealing with is the, the systemic issues that we as the Ombudsman Service have identified, but that is only a small proportion of what's going on, yes. Complaints about scams have surged over the last year or so and banks have been battling to reinforce their systems but are they doing enough to protect consumers who are getting scammed? No, much more needs to be done. This is the tip of the iceberg though. We are seeing day in day out the human misery that is caused by this scamming activity and really what this is is sophisticated international financial crime. Anybody can be scammed at the moment and we're seeing really significant losses. But in answer to your question, we welcome what the banks have done, but much more needs to be done and it needs to be consistently across the whole system. Banks only refund a fraction of the money that's lost in scams. Are are there cases where banks really overstepped the mark in protecting themselves rather than looking after consumers? Well, only a few weeks ago, ASIC issued a report that said that in 96% of the time, the loss was being borne by the consumer, and only in 4% of time, it was being borne by the bank. This is a scourge of our age. People very often don't even report these scams because they're so profoundly embarrassed, they're so humiliated and they're so distressed by this. If you have complained through to your financial firm and they've not been willing to resolve this or to work with you, then you can come through to AFCA. David Locke there, Chief Executive of the Australian Financial Complaints Authority with the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter is still with me in the studio. Just while we've got you there, uh, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, has announced another big change, Peter. The Tax Commissioner, Chris Jordan, not seeking a second term, uh, finishing early next year, the 24th of February. So in addition to Chiefs at the Reserve Bank and the Productivity Commission, I'll note as well, there's another changing of the guard at major institutions. Yeah, that's right. There's you know more generational change, the talk is being passed, but it really is uh, Jim Chalmers, the Treasurer, and Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, putting their stamps on these major institutions. As you mentioned, the Reserve Bank is going to have a new Governor, Michelle Bullock, in September. There's going to be a new Chief of the Productivity Commission. These were both areas that the government wanted to see changes in. So Chris Jordan not seeking uh, a reappointment as Commissioner of the ATO when his term expires in February next year. And so now there's going to be a search underway to replace Chris Jordan in this critical um, role as uh, Commissioner of the Tax Office. Peter, thanks as always for joining us. The ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.